Welcome back to Wesson Walker on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We have some more breaking news. Here we are talking about the Charlotte 49ers football schedule. Not only do we have just one piece of information. We, go. <laughs> we got to do it. We also, have that's breaking newsworthy, Wes, but not my news. Okay. And yeah, the first. I, I yelled when you did it. Yeah, the first five games of the Charlotte football schedule revealed the actual dates, the times. So they'll be playing South Carolina State to lead off the season. But they have big games against Maryland Saturday, September 9th at Maryland at 730 on NBC. So prime time. And then you have a game against Florida, ESPN Plus, SEC Network, 7 p.m. down in the swamp. That game will be happening on September 23rd. Who better to talk more about it? There's no way we could have scheduled it like this. We didn't realize because this schedule update just came out about 10 minutes ago, like 15 at most. Hunter Bailey, you can find his work on the Charlotte Observer right now. You can also hear him on the Highway 49 podcast and follow him on Twitter at Hunter underscore Bailey 45. Hunter, I'm glad we got something to talk about, man, with the schedule. What a time. What a time. So you got these five games. What stands out to you most? Maryland, Florida. Does this layout okay for Charlotte, considering you do have some big time opponents in the Power Five um, Maryland and Florida programs that you have, too? When you look at Florida, 7 p.m., I think Mike Hill may have pulled some strings. For I that. think maybe get the night game. Mike Hill coming from the Florida athletic program. Yeah. I think probably did that. Uh, obviously, Maryland prime time on NBC. That's huge. You wouldn't really think the Charlotte 49ers would be playing on NBC at prime time. Mm-hmm. So congrats to them. And then I really think FAU at home Friday night, 730 on ESPN2 is a score for the program as well. So how big is that game just in the first five that you're talking about when you can really hit the ground running? You're talking about some conference opponents, right? When you're discussing the FAU launch after you get Florida and Maryland out of the way. Is that the game where you're looking, all right, you can suffer a couple of L's against Maryland and Florida, but now it really starts. I think that's a a tone setting game for them. For sure. If you get out of this two and two, you beat South when your home games, Georgia State, South Carolina State, get the AAC first game in the AAC rolling with a win. I mean, that's huge. And then, I mean, I will say this too. Biff Pogey talked a lot about beating Maryland. They, they want to beat Maryland. There's a lot of players there from Maryland, whether it be via high school, St. Francis coming there, transfers that used to play for Pogey. So that game is circled and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Yeah, man, because going off of that, I was going to say Maryland – they're not scaring a lot of programs when you talk about playing them. And Florida is also a program that hasn't been what they've been in past seasons. So with these primetime games on the schedule now, is this a program that's going to go into these games confident that not only will they have a great performance, that they can win these games? That's that's the hope, and that's definitely Pogey's mindset. And we talked about Mike Hill already. That's what he's talked about is he wants to have one or two games a year at a college football cathedral. Like they just scheduled a game for at Ohio State in like 2031. Right. And I'll be 30-something years old. I, I don't <laughs> like thinking about that. But that's what they talk about. And so we saw them beat Duke at home 2021. If you watched just the first half of the South Carolina game last year, you had fun. It was 20 to 14. They got blown out, ended up losing by 40. But moving forward with this program, that's what they want. That's what they're looking for. They're going to continue to schedule these big games. Yeah, and so how much are showcase showcase games like this playing into the vision of Biff Pogey? I think it's huge. I mean, obviously the payout, whether it's $1.5, $2 million for the program just off that. But what happens when they win one of these big games, you know? I mean, you saw what it did for the program when they beat Duke. Huge sellout. The crowd was super into it the following week. Gardner-Webb, games like that. 
But what if they go on the road and win one of these games? I mean, that's still a first that they don't have. They competed with schools like Tennessee in 2017. That Illinois. was that was the one, man. I wanted yeah. that one so badly. And then Illinois in 2021 when Jonathan Cruz misses a 29-yard kick. So they've been in these games, but they haven't really scored that first road Power 5 win yet, and that'll well, be a huge moment. Well, you bring up both of those games. Just big-time mistake. Maybe not so much against Tennessee, if my memory serves correct. It's the punt return, that was it. That was it, yeah. So, like, you did have the big plays that you allowed. You talk about Illinois. So, you fumble it in scoring territory, and then the very next play, it's like an 80-yard run. Yep. Something like that against Illinois, which that's what the defense became known for. Just, all right, you want an 80-yard play? Cool. It's about time to dial that up in the second half, and then we'll go ahead and drop this opportunity. Hopefully that doesn't happen again for them, man. That would, hopefully under Biff Pogey, you have this new opportunity and this new mindset that allows them to not make many mistakes. I did want to talk about the quarterback position too, because we did see Xavier Williams actually transfer out of this program. This is somebody that a lot of people were excited about because we got to see him in a game after some injuries to Chris Reynolds and others. He got in, played pretty well, but now he's no longer with Charlotte. And you had another QB commit come from Oklahoma. What can you tell us about the QB position right now heading into the regular season? Definitely. So following the spring game, OG made it clear. He said, I thought four, Jalen Jones played great. He was a showstopper. I thought seven, James Foster played well. Didn't mention Xavier Williams. Two weeks later, both Williams and Foster in the portal. Williams lands at UCF with Will Healy. Not super shocking. Right. Congrats to Xavier. I'm not sure if James has landed anywhere yet. But in comes Michael Bowens, a transfer from Oklahoma. He's got three years left, six foot, 195, three-star prospect coming out of high school. I haven't seen his tape yet, so definitely need to do some studying on that. But with Jalen Jones, I think I think it's pretty clear Jalen Jones is the guy. I don't think Xavier mainly would have left had there been any real battle. But expecting to see number four, and they're heading back to Florida this year, where we just talked about where he started his career. Look, Charlotte has a lot of improvement they need to do. And Wes, I'll kick it to you on this one, because there's clearly a lot of holes they need to fill on this roster. Sure. One thing we've been spoiled with in Charlotte, Chris Reynolds has been that guy. Now he's been injured. He needs to be a lot healthier when you go back and look at his time. But they bring in transfer after transfer. Nobody can beat Chris Reynolds for that starting job. And he was a good QB. Mm -hmm. So, okay, yeah, clearly the defense needs to get a lot better. They had some good wide receivers. I don't know if they were utilized the best, especially last season. Hopefully that talent can stay true. But if Jalen Jones can pick up at the quarterback position where we left off with Chris Reynolds and everything else gets better. Wes, it feels like we can have a pretty big breakout year in the first season with Biff Pogey. Yeah, because the thing is, he's bringing a mentality there. And I think physical football will always steer you in the right direction. So I think with him bringing that to the table, he's going to help his quarterback because the offense is conservative. And so, Hunter, I'll ask you, as we are approaching the summer fall camp right around the corner, what are some of the things that will be at the top of the pecking order for the 49ers to get solved entering camp? I mean, you got to start with the defense. What you just talked about, the mentality. I've been trying to line up coaches to come on my podcast, the Highway 49 podcast. Their response is, we're not coming on until we put a good product on the field. We don't We don't want to talk about it until we do it. And I, I like that. At the same time, it's like, nah, man, come on the show. <laughs> Tell right, us about right. it. But I get it at the same time because it really, I mean, it's been historically bad for two, two and a half seasons now. And when you look at all these new, all these new faces, I think top of the line, get the defense right, get the back end right. That was the biggest problem last year is quarterback had all day to throw 
and then there was no one to cover. So we've talked a lot about the front four, so many incoming folks, five stars, four stars on the defense. If you can get the secondary right, I think that's going to do wonders. <laughs> I think it would too. I mean, the secondary was so bad. And then even with guys like Marquise Watts, who I believe is a Tampa right now, right? He is moved to linebacker. Yeah. Which probably better suits him at the NFL. Yeah. Sure. He's a small guy, but hopefully the quickness can work out for him, but just underwhelming from what we thought from him. So even still there was talent there. The secondary, I mean, you're just hoping that can leaps and bounds improve. It was as weak a unit as Charlotte football has had in quite some time. And oh. so hopefully it can improve. Yeah, for sure. They've it's a completely new group now. There's a couple fifty shout out here. There's two or three UNC guys in the secondary. Are they gonna do well, Fitty? Well, the dang, UNC if they guys came from UNC. That doesn't sound good to me. <laughs> well, they're not being coached by Dre Blash, so they got a chance. Right. Uh, <laughs> as long as as long as it's Biff Pogey and whoever his secondary coach is, as long as it's not Dre Bly, according to Fitty, it'll start to work out a little more. I did want to talk Charlotte basketball real quickly. Speaking of the transfer portal, last time we talked you were discussing everybody leaving and Charlotte wasn't able to keep anyone. I mean, there were thoughts about, could you keep Ali Khalifa? Maybe some Florida rumblings, but really it's BYU. So he settles there. Shocked. And then Bryce Williams, where it looked like they were going to do everything they could to hold on to him. Doesn't work. Goes to Nebraska. Second local kid, by the way, Bryce McGowan's out of South Carolina, went to Nebraska. Fred Hoiberg. He's got it locked down over here in the Carolinas for some reason. I don't know. You're going to Lincoln. Um, who are the guys coming in to the basketball program that you can point to Hunter and say, okay, it's actually a little bit better than the last time we talked. Yeah. There's a couple of bigs that I think they're going to, I mean, replacing Ali Khalifa is tough, right? We talked all about his game, baby Jokic, but we got Deshaun Jackson coming in from Washington state, six ten power forward. There's really two six ten guys coming in. Then Dean Reber coming in from Rutgers. Both have some floor spacing abilities, but I really think it's Deshaun Jackson that's going to rim protect, and they really need that. They haven't had a big that's a true rim protector since Bamba. Yeah. And that was, what was that, 2019? That was Jameer Young's first year? Yeah, who was it? Like, Achebu, right? Like, didn't they have him as well? So, I forget. Yeah, yeah but they, they had some rim protection, and Ali wasn't doing that, but hopefully they can get it this year. Yeah, do you feel like that with the guys that have exited that they've done a good job of filling in those spots, or do you think there's still some gaping holes on that roster? I think there's a gaping hole at wing right now. I mean, I like some of the young talent that they have. I really, I think Zay Folks, he's a guard. Obviously, he can't fill that wing role, but I like his game. I think he's going to be huge. I believe he had seven steals in one of the late season tournament games this past year. Like, he's a dog on defense, and they really need that because, as we talked about, I mean, you're losing Bryce. You're losing Ali. You're losing basically mm -hmm. 25, 30 points. 10, 15 rebounds a game. You got that's got to come from somewhere. Oh, we got a text in from 704. This dude really just said Khalifa is baby Jokic. What the hell? Yeah, Wes laughed at me when I said it too. <laughs> but Watch we had game. him. But that's a CBI champion you're talking about, <laughs> 704. Please. It is baby Jokic. He led us to the chip, and we appreciate him. Good luck at BYU. I know Wes said the same thing, though, to be honest. Because I called him Baby Jokic once upon yeah, a time. I almost choked. <laughs> you did. You did. I got excited, man. Like, yeah. he was a good player. I was going to get excited about the talent that he brought here to the Charlotte area. Um, Speaking of talent in the Charlotte area, Hunter's out here making dudes money. That was something that was apparent nationally when UFC was in town. Hunter was covering the event. And he talked to Dana White about a Brian Battle, who did a good job during his fight. And here's Dana White and Hunter Bailey talking back and forth during media availability. You mentioned the crowd earlier, 18,000 people. Uh, Brian Battle, second fight of the night, local guy. Will you just comment on his performance tonight? 
Yeah, I, I mean, the, the crowd behind him comes in, um, gets the knockout. You know, it's, you know what's ridiculous? We got, uh, I'm going to give him $50,000. <laughs> you, you just, he ought to come find you and hug you after this press conference. He deserves 50 grand. Yeah, I'm giving him 50000 too, so put him down too. So now we're doing five tonight. Yeah. I didn't answer your question, but you just got him another 50 grand, so congrats. Wow. And thanks. I'll thank, I'll thank you for him. I mean, that is one of the all-time exchanges. It's, it's got to be number one moment for you, right? Like, any Easily. kind of coverage, being able to cover UFC, popular thing, coming in here to town, and then you get somebody $50,000 richer. Yeah, it was a uh, – I didn't really know what to say after that because it was just kind of like the press conference was wrapping up. It's one of the last questions, but – did he say anything to you? Did the fighter reach out to you? He invited me to Encore. I want to close here in Charlotte. Woo! Uh, I did not go. I should have went. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Dang, how you going to turn that down? You know the mood that he would have been in after what you got uh, for him? You guys would have been Hunter, lit. Hunter, Hunter, we got to talk. Hunter, we got to talk. He invited you to the club. I had a work event, my man. You made the man 50K. You know he would have been dropping that on some of you. How much do you, how much, West? how much are you giving to Hunter Bailey, if a question that he asked gave you 50K in your He's, pocket. Whatever he wants that night. It's going to be full service, whatever you need. And rolling with somebody that can uh, think up of some debauchery like I, I can, you would have <laughs> had the night of your life. What? I mean, every <laughs> single drink. Oh, my God, Hunter, I'm hurting for you right now. You, you might you, not have survived if it was me. <laughs> oh, goodness great. Like, I know you had a work of it. I'm not trying to be a bad influence, but you had to be feeling pain when you turned him down with that. Invite. I would have gave you some stacks too. Oh, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, I'd have gave you at least five. And look, you don't need to talk to us about that. Like I don't, you know, whatever kind of problems <laughs> might come with it, but there had to be something coming your way. Oh, for sure. Uh, he's a Matthews kid too. I went to middle school there. Oh, so he so. gave you some bandos? Ah, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Sadie Drive, man. Uh, you had to be feeling pain. Like uh, you, you clearly didn't want to turn that down. Though. Of course not. It was I had some obligation. I had to I had to do what I had to do. I just, I just got back from Miami though, so I'm doing all right. right That's now, a good character guy it. right there, man. To turn it down for work event. Because all right. I definitely would have found a reason to make up an excuse. All right. So maybe this is me being a little too egotistical, but I feel like we have enough of a platform to reach out to Brian Battle and say, look. We need to make this party happen. Yes. And Wes, if we're going to make it happen, then we going. We go ahead. You know what I mean? Go ahead and bring the boys then in. We're, then we're going to Encore. Let's I don't, go. I don't want any money. I yeah. will pay for myself. Exactly. I just want to be a part of the entire process. Yes. This is what I want. And so, yeah, I. this is what we need to make happen right now. We'll get it on social media. You are social media manager, just default. Yes, okay? for so, sure. Wes, I know you are not one to be shy about reaching out either. Yeah, man. We'll, we'll send him a video all message. Right. We'll add him. Let's we'll do, do all that. We we'll all. say, send my man some stacks at a minimum or get this party <laughs> cracking. <laughs> the money man. That's Hunter, right. Like, like, I'm not even mad that he hasn't made us any money. I'm cool with that. I'm just glad that he's getting us an opportunity to go party with somebody, a local celeb with you, Will. All right, so speaking of local celebs, we promised you an announcement from Hunter Bailey at the very end of this segment. No, it is not that he turned down a club invite from Brian Battle after he made him 50K. He's got something <laughs> else. This one, a little bit more palatable. Hunter, tell the people the good news. Yeah, some exciting news. Um, one of my favorite reporters ever, Ashley Mahoney. Uh, oh, learned, a, learned a ton from her, Axios Now, but she started her journey at Charlotte Post. And I'll be writing for the Charlotte Post this year with Herb. 
good friend of hers, awesome guy, uh, covering the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, definitely looking forward to that, guys. All right, Q and Fitty. Okay. Yeah, new job alert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. Hunter Bailey, you're new. Beat writer for the Charlotte Post covering the Charlotte Hornets. He announced it here today, and it's always a great day when you end it on good news. How are you feeling covering the pros now coming up from the college ranks? Man, I'm excited. Uh, I love the Charlotte 49ers, but felt like I had to break through that glass ceiling and get to something Get to the pros, so definitely look for As you to. should, young man. All right, so follow this man. Not only has he covered the Charlotte 49ers, has done a fantastic job at a time where there's not much coverage about a team, an athletic program that a lot of people care about. He's been doing a great job there. At Hunter underscore Bailey 45. Now he's going to be covering the Charlotte Hornets. And just kind of how the city is, right? There's not a ton of people covering it on a per-day basis. Hunter going to keep you informed on everything going around the organization and a good time to be making this jump with the second overall selection. You're going to cover Brandon Miller, Scoot Henderson, whoever it is. You're going to cover their rookie year. Yep. Steve Clifford's second season, an exciting time, some hopeful times here. And so we appreciate the time, Hunter. Thanks again. Absolutely, man. Appreciate you guys having me. All right, man. Best of luck to you. Man, getting some guys 50K, getting a new job. Yeah, That's I was going to say, what can you ask Colin to get us some more money? That's a hell of a month Yeah, for one Hunter Bailey. We sure. appreciated him uh, joining us in the Planet Kia studio.